Hello, everyone. This is Michael with the Left Unread podcast. And as you know, we are here to uplift black and brown authors, to talk about black and brown books, and to be an absolute menace until the publishing industry makes space for us. And I'm here with my co-host, Lonnie. How you doing, Lonnie? I am doing so good. Um, today we have uh, the owner of Satisfiction Book Box here today, Jolie. Introduce yourself for us. Hey, y'all. I'm Jolie. I'm the owner of Satisfiction. Satisfiction is a book box that promotes Black, Indigenous, and authors of color who write sci-fi and fantasy. And most recently, we've expanded our shop, a portion of our shop called Black Raven Books that will be featuring limited editions for mystery, thriller, and horror novels. Not you addressing like half of my questions in your introduction. That is so funny. Yeah, I was like, that is a great elevator pitch. Love it. <laughs> Working at it. Um, so where did you get this idea for the business? Quite frankly, I really never planned on starting a book box or really even envisioned myself owning a business. It was more of a response to how I felt. At the moment, so to give context, originally back in like 2019, beginning 2020, I was on like poetry Instagram because I really like to write. So I like to post a lot of poetry. And then, you know, 2020 happened, COVID. I was a preschool teacher at the time, obviously was not working because of COVID. So I decided to just start posting about the books, you know, I'm reading and stuff. And from there, a girl reached out to me, Annalie Sabrana, the author of Lore of the Wilds at the time. She was the little small bookstagram account, but she was like, hey, I want to create like a BIPOC bookworm group chat on Instagram. Do you want to join? And I was like, I don't know what the hell group chat is, but I'm down. And she added me to that. And it just completely opened my world to like, you know, when you, you sometimes you don't even realize how bad you need community until you're like in the community. Right. And I was like, wow, I don't feel like an alien for the first time in my life or weird for my interest. And uh, summer of 2020 happened with George Floyd's passing. And that was just, I don't really consider myself an angry person, but at the time I just felt so angry. And even worse than that, I felt really hopeless because I felt like it's the same story, different person and nothing ever changes, you know? And I, I just didn't feel like my, I didn't feel like my voice mattered. And on top of that, yeah. because of that, it kind of was like a cataclysmic event within Bookstagram at the time where people were talking about the lack of representation and inclusion in publishing. So within like the book community itself, that kind of sparked that discussion. And I remember in the BIPOC bookworm group chat I was in, one of the girls, she had made a, she made a comment being like, I just can't wait for this book box to like get more diverse and have more authors of color. And everyone was like, yeah, I wish this book book box was more, you know, diverse. And To give context, back in 2020, there was not a lot of, you know, book boxes owned by people of color at all. You know, like now we have, we have, you know, we have Rainbow Crate, you got Steamy Lit, you got Omni Crate Book Box, which they are new. You got I'm Black. You have a lot more options, but back then there wasn't. And I remember, I don't know, just she sent that comment to the group. And I remember feeling really angry because I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, why are we waiting for businesses and companies to care and make space like why are we trying to beg people to make space for us when they've already clearly shown that they're not interested you know so that kind of was I don't want to say that was more like on you to make a book box but I was like you know what maybe there needs to be change and I was like if there needs to be change I don't feel like my voice right now 
um, is doing enough, maybe this can be it. So after that, about eight months of me researching and trying to figure out how do you even start a book box. And then 2021 is when we finally launched. That's really cool. Um, you doing that, I think is such an amazing thing because like I'm getting started on my like book journey and um, being able to, you know, see myself in books in black and brown books and being able to find those things, um, I think is just really important. So for this to be out there for your business, to be there for uh, black and brown people to read, I think is just really, really amazing. Um, and so with that, you know, you're kind of leaning more towards the, you know, indie space. And like, how did you make that decision to kind of move over there? I think like, so we're going on three years of business. So the first year, I, I feel like the first year of my business, I was just figuring out how to run the business, you know, and I was just on bookstagram. So I really attribute, you know, finding different indie authors to book talk because the second year of business, I decided to join book talk and it just completely expanded my own kind of, I guess, view of different authors and what books are coming out. And the first indie author that we featured was Natalia Hernandez for the name bearer. And that experience was just so fun because it was the first time where I don't have to go email this other person who's going to email another person who's then going to email the author and I'm not being told don't message the author and all this weird stuff. Like it was the first time where I was able to directly talk to the author and express my enthusiasm. And I just really liked that connection in the moment, that moment, you know, and since then, um, since we've grown, we're able to do like exclusive editions with printers and that whole process working with indie authors and working on the book covers, the foiling and like getting their input. It's just really special. You know, it's just, it's just so fun being able to, you know, take someone's book and work with them to bring one of their characters to life on the cover and getting their opinion. You know, it just feels a bit more, feels a bit more authentic in a way, but I would say it's definitely book talk. Like pretty much all the indie books that have been in the box I discover through book talk, whether it be the author, you know, pitching the book or making a TikTok about it or um, a content creator, you know, talking about it. And I'm like, I want to read that, you know, so. I love that. And especially going back to what you said earlier about not even knowing that you need community until you're in it. I think that is one of the beautiful aspects of working a lot with indie authors is that it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that indie publishing is better than traditional publishing, I, but I am saying that there is the ability to foster community yeah. um, in the indie space that doesn't really exist in the traditional publishing space. Like even the relationships that are built there, I'm not saying they're all, I'm not saying they're fake. I'm not coming for you traditionally published authors if you're out there listening. Um, but in that space, a lot of, a lot of what we would do as community is networking, which not a bad thing, but I need, I need community. Um, and I have, I have really enjoyed the experience of getting to know other indie authors, of getting to actually getting to know the content creators who talk about my book, who uh, getting to know the other small businesses that exist in the space. It's such a, it's a special experience, like you were describing. It's not just profitable. It's not just beneficial to my career aspirations. It's an enjoyable and special experience that I'll treasure the rest of my life. So I, I definitely get that. I do want to talk about real quick, though, because while you're leaning towards the indie space, you're also venturing into new territory. I saw that you are coming out with a new type of box or subscription, correct? Yeah. So Black Raven Books right now, it's just kind of like an extension 
of our shop. Like the ultimate goal is to turn that into a quarterly subscription, hopefully by the end of the year. It just really depends on how many people join the wait list and trying to see how many people are interested. But yeah, that really came about because, you know, I'm very busy these days. There's a couple reasons. One, I'm really busy these days and most of the books I read um, are books that status fiction is promoting because that's just really all I have the time for. And secondly, um, I've been wanting to expand and I think a lot of people were expecting when we expanded genres for us to go to romance because I know romance is a really huge genre, but I actually personally don't read a lot of romance. I mean, I read romanticy, but I just, you know, I just don't not, I don't feel like I know enough of that genre to feel like, I don't know. I feel like if I was going into romance genre, I'd be kind of diving into unknown territories where I feel like mystery and like thriller and horror, a lot of the kind of themes and things you find in those books, um, you can also find a lot like in fantasy, right? If you're dealing with paranormal and a lot of, a lot of authors who write fantasy also write thriller, mystery and horror. So it just made sense. And I guess the moment for that, where I realized, you know what, I want to do this is I had a rep, um, her name's Amber. And I was asking, I always like like to ask my reps, like, what are books that are coming out? Like, please let me know if there's a book coming out or things you want to see. Like, I love getting feedback from people. And she was saying how, like, she really wished that there was a special edition for Where Sleeping Girls Lie. And I was like, girl, me too, because I loved Ace of Spades. So I was like, me too. And then I was like, too bad it's not fantasy or sci-fi. But then I took a step back. I was like, Julie, this is your business. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to just stick with fantasy and sci-fi you know so yeah kind of like that kind of started it and i was like you know what there's a lot of books coming out next year like camilla cole the author to let them burn she has like a dark academic thriller coming out next year judy island she has like she has another thriller there's a lot of different thriller books i'm looking forward to so it just it just made sense i love what you said about um you know romance being roman and i agree with you romance is where people would expect you to go because there's so much money there there's like yeah. if you put out a romance subscription, you're gonna immediately probably outpace your fantasy one. People love romance. But yeah. one of the things I love about small businesses, especially small businesses that are owned by people with integrity um, and who prioritize community, because I don't want to say that growing your business is ever not integrity, but people who value community over profit is that I know that if you're mm-hmm. putting a book out, it's because you loved that book. It wasn't just the book that came out that you know is going to make you the most money, which nothing against that. If y'all are out there making decisions based off of, you know, the bottom line, I get that. Get your bag. Um, But I know that if I come to you for a book, it is because you have read this book. You love this book. You have engaged with the author to the best of your ability. You have you have seen the impact this book will have on people that care about black and brown people. So I know this isn't just a business owned by a black woman. This is a business owned by a black woman who wants her black readers to enjoy their experience and to be advocated through your work. And I appreciate that. Exactly. Like, you know, if the day if we decide, if I decide to go for romance, it will definitely be when Salad Fiction has grown to a point where I can hire people and I have someone dedicated to that because I just, you know, everyone has their genres. And for me, romance just isn't that. And also, if someone was looking for a romance book box, I would most likely direct them to like Steamulate, you know, because mm-hmm. our boxes are very similar in a way. So I'll be like, go, go head over to Steamulate because Mel, she's very passionate about the romance genre. Yeah. So 
Like that that's the direction I would tell them to go to. And that's the beauty of community. It doesn't hurt my bottom line to recommend you. It doesn't hurt your bottom line to recommend another person who's yeah. the same thing because yeah. everybody is fighting for the same thing. I love that. Um, with that said, I kind of want to take a turn and get a little more uh, spicy in our conversation. It's okay to have some more dangerous conversation. Yes. I'm ready. I have been following you for a while, probably about a year at this point. And, you know, most of your content is talking about books, talking about your business. It's all beautiful content. I enjoy it. I engage with it. But every once in a while, you get mad. When the fuse pops, I feel like it's really hard for me to get mad. (laughs) But when you do, you be saying some stuff. I've seen you get involved in some book talk tea. Um, So I kind of, and I think that while for some people that might be disconcerting when, when we, you know, break face and have those big conversations when it's not the norm. I think it's beautiful because for me, it tells me that this is not just a business for you. It's, this matters to you. So I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. What has your experience been like trying to do that? Well, I think it's important because like, I know what it feels like not to feel seen and honestly feel like kind of starved for representation within my personal life. Um, I don't want to dive down too deep into my personal life, but to give a bit more context into my own upbringing, I'm adopted. So I was never, I've never saw myself reflected, you know? And when you grow up in environments that are extremely white and extremely conservative, um, you know, if my mom is listening to this, I love you. So I just want to say that before I say anything, but for me, I felt like I was put in positions where I was having to educate people a lot on representation and why what you're saying is ignorant as hell, right? And it got to a point when I got older and could really kind of think about how I, how I felt. Um, I use books a lot because there are times I'm not the best at kind of saying how I feel, but books were the bridge for me to have conversations like you know, some of my conservative family members, I had them rekindred by Octavia Butler because I'm like, this is going to open up a good conversation. And it did. And it did. I know personally, if I had read some of the books I'm reading now, some of the YA books when I was younger, I would have not just found like that escape escapism I found reading when I was younger, but I would have found like solidarity, you know, in a different way than when I was reading, when I was younger, reading like books written by white authors. And I really needed that, you know, and I just think it's important to like use your voice. You know, I feel like growing up, I was a very shy child. Like I was very shy, very introverted, um, you know, kind of fly on the wall. And I always felt very, like I always felt like an alien in a way. And I am neurodivergent, so that's probably at play too. But I just feel like I grew this business for a reason, right? To like amplify uh, black and brown voices. So if there are times where I feel passionate about something to speak on something, I'm going to, cause I don't work my ass off to grow this business and not say something when I feel like, it's be Come on now. you know, what's the point of having a business if you're not going to use, use that platform and that, that impact you have from it. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think the question that I have though, is what would you encourage other bookish businesses to do in order to carve out that same type of space? I think really, you know, reaching out to content creators who are already doing their work, you know, like, I feel like to make space, I mean, it's kind of like a catch 22. Because if you go to a business, and they have not ever been carving out space or amplifying voices, they're just, they're ignorant to the facts. I don't know if they'll ever change, you know, but I think companies that are interested in interested in like genuinely, and they're 
like, I really want to diversify the books we're promoting, but they're not sure how to go about it. Then it's like, okay, well then go to that community. You know, there's so many people who are so ready to work with different companies and give them ideas on what they can do, you know, talk to people, really like talk to people, you know, but the thing is, is I don't, it's, it's kind of interesting because there are some book boxes when you think of the really big ones where they've reached a point where it is more, they're so big that I don't know how much willing they're changed because they're already kind of in this, they're in the machine, they're in the machine and the really yeah. big book boxes, um, a lot of them don't promote indie authors at all, you know, so it's just, I think us as individuals using our voice on our platforms, you know, sometimes we feel like when you're promoting a book or even just speaking your feelings, it can feel like you're just shouting out into the void. But even if it's just two people who are listening, that's two people who are going to take that in. And it's like a ripple effect. And it's so funny that you say um, that the big book boxes don't work with indies because whenever they're asked about that, their response is always that, you know, it's easier to work with traditional publishers that they already have their systems and their contacts and whatnot. Um, but I think that we both know that it's actually exponentially easier to work with indies. Yes. Um, so like, it, it's so fascinating to me how we just accept that. Well, they're, they're too big to be working with indies, but it would yeah. be easier for them. It would probably be cheaper for them. So for me, I, it, it just always makes me remember that the distance or not the distance, but us being kept out of those bigger spaces has never been about us being hard to work with. It has always been about them wanting to keep us out of those spaces. Yeah, no, exactly. And then especially to working with indie authors, like for me personally, I think it's just so great where I'm able to pay the author directly, mm. you know, like I can, I know exactly where my money's going to. You know, like I'm not having to go through the publisher. Like it's just more rewarding. And I don't, I don't really know why these big book boxes don't take on more indie authors because I think they're losing out on amazing books. Like there are so many amazing books. And, but part of that is also because when you look at, when I started this business, the first thing I did was I looked at, y'all, I'm all about analyzing. And I looked at other big, big book boxes and what they're doing. And they're not necessarily about promoting the authors they're featuring right it's like mm -hmm. a machine right you don't really see how do i say like for example like a lot of book boxes you don't even know what book you're getting till you get it you know and for me personally when i started this business i didn't want to do that because one overconsumption. like i like people to know what they're buying you know like you don't want to mm -hmm. have your customers having not every customer wants to have multiple copies of a book, but also like if you're really trying to amplify the voices, like the authors you're promoting, then wouldn't you want to let everyone know what books in the box, you know, kind of get that hype, you know, fill up the hype. And plus, I get so excited. How can you not share, you know? That's awesome. I get so excited. Like, there's no way I could keep any of this a secret anyway. So. For real. And I think that you do a fantastic job of making sure that um, while your boxes are everything that your customer would need and everything your customer would want and enjoy, you're also making sure that the authors who are writing those books are heard of at the end of that experience. Yeah. Like, I want you to know, to know who it is. Yeah. And I think that is so beautiful that you are not only promoting authors and their books, but you are making it clear that these are legitimate authors. I, and I feel like because you are so professional, because you really are, you absolutely come off with the same pose and the same professionalism as these companies who have been around for years, who have built, who've got their bags secured. Like you, you give off. I know what I'm doing. Like when, when I, I remember uh, an indie author is a friend of mine who I won't name because I don't know if they'll get mad that I, that I told the story. Um, but 
they went through your book box and I remember them talking about what a wonderful experience it was and how you made them feel validated and important. Um, and as an indie author who knows there are not many spaces that would ever do that. Um, that's one of the reasons that I first started like trying to get to know you was because I knew that you're for real. Um, and speaking of promoting authors and books, you want to tell us some of the projects that were like the most fun for you? Oh, y'all. Okay. That's going to be hard because I genuinely like, like when I started this business, I genuinely didn't, I never expected to become more of like a specialty kind of book box. You know, our very first year, like we didn't have like the spread edges. We didn't always have like signed book plates. Like I just knew I just wanted to promote these books, but you know, thankfully I've been able to meet other small businesses along the way who wanted to help me. A really huge moment for me personally and within the business was when um, for Bloodmarked, we did a limited edition with like the purple spray edges. And that was a huge moment for me because that that's actually the first book I've ever owned with spray edges, you know? So the fact that it was, that was the first book and it was from through my business with an author who I highly, highly admire was just like, I remember just thinking like, what is going on? Like not what is going on in a bad way, but I was like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, like I can't believe like, I just remember daydream. I remember reading Legendborn while I was preparing to uh, launch Satisfiction. And there are three authors. I'd go to sleep at night and all I could think about was Satisfiction and launching this business. And I just kept thinking like, you know, I just hope I could grow Satisfiction to the point where I can work with Tracy Dion. Got that, which is just like so freaking cool. And then next is N.K. Jemison, which y'all, the minute I'm at these egregious order minimums for the publishers to do like the full out special edition like character and paper y'all will know because it's going to be the broken earth trilogy for that and then octavia butler rest her like you know rest in peace but those were the three authors where i was just like oh, i just want to get to a point where i can do something cool with them so being able to do bloodmark was amazing and Lore of the Wild was super cool too because i'm so sad that i did not get that book while it was still up yeah, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know if we're going to be able to do a special edition of book two, because when we first did that, she was like indie, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, me and Anna, uh, we worked together and we had like signed the contract. So when she did get signed, traditionally, I was still able to get those books printed. But what most people don't know is basically, I think I say a lot like I'm doing as much as I can, right? Like we have the sprayed edges, but to I guess give more insight to that is um when you're doing like special orders with publishers like you want them to spray the edges you want them to add foils to the hardcover and the end paper art you know like the stuff you see with the major book boxes right the order minimums at least here in the U.S. is different for UK but here in the U.S. are like egregious they're like so high yeah. it's ridiculous and that's another thing I was saying about you know publishers don't have small businesses in mind you know, but yeah. they're so high. And there was a point where I was literally like, I was so excited because I thought I was going to be able to make uh, the fifth season special edition happen with Orbit. But the order minimum was so egregious, you know, where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to put that on the back burner. Not really the back burner. I, I think about all the time. I already know the artist I want. I already got the visions here. I just need the, you know, capital and numbers. But most people mm -hmm. don't realize that. So, for like my business, I work with other small businesses to spray the edges. You know, there's a work, there's workarounds to mm -hmm. it, you know? So Lore of the Wilds was one of my favorite. Cause that was the first time one at the time Anna was indie and two was the first time um, I worked with like a printer and was able to print our own books. 
and able mm. to watch something like behind the scenes. You know, we worked with artists. I worked with Anna. Like me and Anna, when I tell y'all, like Anna is actually the reason why I even have the printer I have today. Like she ended up finding this printer. I'm such an anxious person. So just being able to work with someone I know too, you know, directly was just such a great experience, you know, but all the books, I love all, them all. I can't really choose my favorite, you know, so there's different moments, but I'm hype every time because a lot of these books I'm planning like eight months, sometimes up to a year in advance. So when I finally get to see the physical copy, I'm just so hyped I can finally send it out to people because I'm excited. No, I get that. I get that. Well, I am. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, you are an incredible guest. Um, where can our listeners find you? Like what platforms, what social medias? Um, where's your website where they can go and subscribe immediately? Y'all can find us on Instagram and TikTok at SatisfictionBox. And then our website is Satisfiction.co. Fantastic. And for all of you listening, um, as always, we are so grateful to have you here. There is no way that we would be able to have the impact that we have on this industry without all of your help. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, and we look forward to being a menace next time. Thanks for having me, y'all.